Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I am your host, Amar Grigic, and I'm joined today with Murat Ozmert from uh, Flow.ai. Um, he's a CXO at Flow.ai and uh, they make conversational interfaces through their software product. Uh, hello, Murat. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's, a, it's a real honor to have you here on the show. And um, I would like to start off with uh, uh, you telling us a little bit about what you are doing at Flow.ai. Uh, and how you guys started out and um, what you are doing at the moment as uh, CXO. Yes, so my uh, background is in user experience design. That's actually how we came up with Flow AI. Uh, me uh, and my co-founder Gijs, uh, who is also has a background in user experience design, worked for the same company. Uh, and then uh, I left the company, but we stayed in touch. And as a user experience designer and designer in general, you're always looking for the best solutions to interact with your customers. And at that time, uh, I was uh, working at a company and I was working on a conversation uh, on an app. And we, you know, uh, the, the problem with apps uh, nowadays is uh, you got a real small real estate, screen real estate, and you want to uh, perform complex tasks and for most of the users it's really hard to navigate through these apps um, especially because they're uh, just want to do a simple thing so we thought okay maybe there is a better way you know instead of just navigating just typing or saying what you want and let the machine understand what you want and perform an action so that was the problem we wanted to solve uh, uh, in, our, in our work as user experience designers. Uh, so Gijs and I, I came together and said, okay, let's see if we can make something that works. Uh, and we started prototyping. Okay. And from there on, uh, once we were confident that we could make it happen, we thought about, okay, maybe we can turn this into a business uh, and start a company. Okay. And that was about two and a half years ago. Uh, and two years ago, we founded Flow AI, and uh, not uh, much later, uh, we were joined by our third co-founder, which is Sander Sander Wuben, and he's a professor at Tilburg University, okay. PhD on uh, uh, on natural language processing generation, and together with him, we built the Flow AI system or platform. Uh, that makes it super easy for designers, developers to create conversational interfaces mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the use of natural language processing. Okay, cool. And um, looking at the, the types of clients that you guys get on your platform, um, uh, does that differ a lot or is it um, mostly just clients that want to c- create a conversational interface or are there also clients that like need extra service because the the... Uh, the market of natural language processing and also conversational interfaces is still very young. Um, uh, what mm-hmm. what do you see uh, within that market at the moment? Yeah, so we when we started out, uh, our initial goal, our, uh, an idea was to be a conversational uh, UI company. So using tools that are, there was uh, there was available to us, creating conversational interfaces for our customers, uh, and eventually we thought, okay, that the, the the, the available tooling wasn't sufficient enough for us. We get, we have to build it for ourselves. 
So, uh, and the idea was, okay, now our system works for us because we used our own technology to service customers. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to uh, open up the doors and let everybody use the platform. That was about uh, 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 seven, eight months ago okay. in November. Uh, we're at uh, 30, no, almost uh, 4,800 4, uh, users. Mm -hmm. uh, so that one, uh, that part is going well. But we also see that, you know, a lot of customers, are, they want a solution for their problem okay. and not just the tooling. And uh, so we uh, also partner up with other companies to service their customers or together uh, companies mm -hmm. uh, or uh, companies come directly to us uh, and we help them with, um, with their problem. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the solutions they typically are looking for is, um, you know, in customer service. Mm -hmm. or uh, in marketing or, or a complete new concept like a recommendation uh, chatbot for uh, Netflix okay. recommendations. Okay. Uh, so that, um, you know, uh, the market is still young, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, uh, people are getting more savvy in what you can do with conversational interfaces. No, mm -hmm. Now we have a voice that adds, adds another possibility, but also another complexity to, yeah. uh, to the co whole com com uh, conversational uh, landscape. Uh, and you have to, as a business, you really have to think about what uh, should I use for what platform? Yeah. You can't do everything in Alexa, for example, and you don't, you don't um, want to do everything with Amazon Alexa. No, it has no. to be really specific use case for that. And if you use a, a, a channel like Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or, or your own uh, web chat, mm. then the possibilities are more different uh, than uh, for those voice devices. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the, the difference is uh, from when we started and wh where we are now is that we see that, you know, customers uh, really didn't, get uh, conversational AI that much. <laughs> so the, the first meetings were like, okay, we have something like conversational AI. We explain uh, our vision of our platform and the technology. And the, the typical questions were, okay, but does it learn, learn itself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, should I, do I have to do something as well? Should I train it myself? And when the answer was, yeah, obviously you have to train it, then uh, there were a lot of disappointed faces. Because yeah, yeah. The, the they, they thought it was some kind of magic bullet that yeah, was yeah, just yeah. going to learn itself. Yeah, plug, plug and play. And, and, you know, we see that that has changed. So people are much more savvy and they know what the capabilities are. And now we see some better use cases because if you know and understand the technology, uh, the, the limitations, but also the possibilities, then you can come up with uh, good use cases that solves your problems or helps you with your KPIs or, 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 or create more happy customers. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, c getting back to that, uh, that moment that you first started, um, I, I know when you start as a startup, because you are a startup, right? Do you still see yourself as a startup or are you more into the... Uh, into the realm of uh, really a business or uh, be, because it, it's of course it's hard to define what a, ex exactly a startup is but yeah. you're in the first two years or th three years of yeah. your company yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, do you self see yourself as a startup uh, as well or uh, is it already past that phase 
Yeah, I think, you know, uh, um, um, we obviously start up, we're yeah. in our second year and uh, the most businesses fail within three years. Yeah. So uh, before you pass that barrier, you're, you're just a company and startup. Yeah. Uh, but we're lucky enough that we're in a, in a space that um, has a lot of interest. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of companies are using conversational interfaces to, you know, enhance the customer experience or, mm. you know, uh, to to um, better their customer service, uh, assist their customer service agents. So we're, we're in a good uh, field. And, you know, uh, we, we are a startup, but we're thinking about, okay, more, more about, okay, what, can, what kind of company do you want, do you want to be? Yeah, and yeah. how can, can we uh, um, differentiate ourselves yeah. from obviously a lot of uh, competition if you yeah. purely look at the uh, platform or the, 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 uh, the software side of our business? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, because um, uh, how, how did you go about funding the business? Because uh, when a lot of businesses start out, they, uh, of course, they want to start out, they have a great idea, but uh, money is always a problem in that sense. Yeah. Um, how did you go about that when you first started? Yeah, because we uh, we started out by doing services. Basically, yeah. uh, we were self-funded. Uh, they call it, I think, a bootstrapped. Yeah, uh, that helped us, you know, fund ourselves and develop our platform. Um, uh, so that 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 part we never had uh, some issues with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, in terms of scaling the business, uh, that's where you usually need money for. Yeah. So. Uh, getting through the first uh, phase isn't that hard yeah. uh, but that's basically how we started and uh, uh, and that's how we still work is yeah. we are self-funded and i think things are going in the right direction that we can still keep doing that mm. so we uh, there is not a necessity for uh, an external uh, funding, money yeah. funny, uh, yeah. um, funding. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're still in talks with some uh, venture capitalists and investors. And if there is a good match and we can see, uh, we, yeah. uh, we can see eye to eye and we can trust each other, maybe we can yeah, get an investment later on. Yeah, that's mostly for your growth, right? Because yeah, you, exactly. you, you're, you're targeting the international market. Uh, uh, yeah, our ambitions are not uh, just the Netherlands. If yeah. you look at uh, the the users that use our platform, uh, it's really diverse in in the usage and how they use it, mm-hmm. uh, and and the la- and the languages and la- countries that that is used in. It's going from Singapore to Turkey to to Germany to to the U- U.S. Uh, and the, one of the largest broadcasters in uh, Canada is using uh, Flow AI okay, cool. for their Alexa skills as okay. well. Yeah. Okay. And what, what do they do? Because uh, just for for uh, the purpose of uh, getting a little bit, little bit of a feel, what they do with their uh, um, with Flow AI uh, and Alexa? Yeah. So um, because we made the platform for ourselves, uh, we uh, and we know how. Uh, a design process works mm-hmm. and it typically starts out by t- uh, prototyping okay and uh, so uh, our tooling is really uh, uh, super easy to get started with you know just prototype something uh, uh, so they use it mainly to uh, get customer validation with uh, the prototypes they create in our tooling okay and you can see it like this you they they create a skill using our platform they deploy it uh, uh, on alexa they test it out with users, and if it works, they they port that to um, uh, Alexa and Google Home. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, in their in the native language of those uh, platforms. Yeah, and they uh, essentially make the whole f- conversation flow that they want to have in your uh, product, and then uh, they can publish it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's b- because it's you know drag and drop interface. You don't need um, a- any technical know how for that. Yeah. So you can have like a creative person or a copywriter or someone who understands the customer or the flow or how the conversation should go. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, if that once it works, then they can pour that to to the uh, technology they're using for Google Home and uh, Alexa because the technology is uh, somewhat different you know if you deploy it on Alexa or Google uh, but you need some technical people for that yeah especially if you need you want to do something with data yeah yeah. designer can't make uh, most designers can't make a backhand uh, no okay yeah so it's it's mostly when you need uh, data from an external source that you need uh, a developer to come in and uh, create something that can do the call and uh, get the data that yeah, you exactly. want to yeah. uh, give back. Yeah. So our, our our mission is of course to be a platform where you can create one interaction and deploy it on all platforms. Mm-hmm. So um, for example, if you create something that works with voice, uh, um, but also if you have a screen, for example, a lot of these devices, Google Assistant has, if you have a screen, mm-hmm. it will display you more UI elements. Yeah. And if you want to use that same interaction on Facebook Messenger or in your web chat, you can do it in our platform as well. So uh-huh. you create one interaction and depending on the, the platform, you can display uh, images or UI elements or just uh, reply with voice. Okay. And um, looking at the the shift, because there is a shift toward co- conversational interfaces, um, how do you think these interfaces will affect the, the way the users will uh, interact with uh, companies and other uh, software products, for example? So what, what, what do you see there? I think, you know, if you look at uh, conversational interfaces, uh, people are basically used to uh, uh, communicating with these interfaces for uh, 20, 30 years since the come, uh, coming of uh, SMS, mm-hmm. text messages. Yeah. So that was basically the first steps in conversational interfaces. You yeah. send text messages to each other yeah. uh, and you get something, a reply back and you reply uh, back again. Yeah. So people are really uh, used to communicating with uh, systems like that. Mm-hmm. Well, people to people, but now the same um, way of interacting people can use uh, with um, systems. Yeah. And instead of, you know, uh, we having to understand how the machine works, so how the UI works, how, how, what kind of commands should we do, what kind of buttons should we click in order to do, let the machine do something that we want, it's now the other way around. Yeah. So people are using, whether you're uh, uh, eight or 80, Mm-hmm. Everybody knows how to text message. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everybody knows how to speak. Yeah, uh, yeah. Most people do. Yeah. So, it's, uh, and now with the 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 the, the natural language processing and and the AI technology being at that phase that it's good enough to understand language, uh, then you can perform a, a task and answer questions according to what the per- people are saying. Yeah. So it's not it's not going to change. Uh, in terms of uh, the way we interact, it's going to be more natural yeah. and people are going to be faster in ad- adapting 
new mm-hmm. concepts and new new ways of interacting with businesses because that's something they already do. Yeah. And if you look at uh, what the possibilities of conversational UI will be, you have seen all seen I think the the, the demo of Google with Duplex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where the the AI assistant makes a call on behalf of you and makes a, a restaurant reservation or an appointment at a hairdresser. Yeah. Crazy. But yeah. Yeah. You can understand that uh, the other way around, the hairdresser or the restaurant will also have an AI assistant who picks up the phone mm-hmm. and takes orders or makes appointments. Yeah, so you can crazy. imagine that your AI assistant is going to call the AI assistant of the restaurant or or, a, uh, or the hairdresser mm. and they're going to communicate with each other yeah. and that they're going to do the, the, do everything. So you're going to take off the middleman basically yeah. uh, and let you just say to your AI what you want. It's going to search the web or it's going to call some companies to get... Uh, the job done for you yeah. and on the other hand uh, you'll have companies who take the phone calls and that can be from a person but that can also very well be from an ai assistant yeah where they yeah. talk to yeah. so the, the the communication would be uh now we we're gonna have one element in in our daily lives that that's our digital um, assistant and whether it's from google or another company who's gonna be big or something you create for your company uh, especially yeah that's that's the way it's gonna be i think that that uh, will have an entity that's called the ai assistant in 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 our daily lives yeah in a broader do- sense than just uh, doing some stuff right so yeah it's, it, it would uh, as some people <laughs> really high-ranking people have a personal assistant at the moment yeah uh, it would be a machine that's doing it for you right yeah and uh, it's going to be available for everybody and yeah. so so uh, with the come of ai and conversational ai and with the come of these uh, conversational interfaces and uh, AI assistants, everybody's going to be able to have a personal assistant. You know, you saw that the, the first plane, only the rich could fly. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the yeah. Fir- uh, uh, so it's going to be now that it's going to be av- available for everybody. Mm. So and it's going to, I think, you know, a lot of people see this as a, as a threat for, you know, society and the, the bots are going to take over the, yeah, yeah. the, the jobs. But, you know, if you look at it from a more positive perspective, it's going to free up a lot of time for people that they can, you know, put into something that really matters, yeah. into their family or in their in their jobs, you know, focus on the real hard stuff where a human is much better, you know, yeah. a human is much better in doing creative stuff, for example. Yeah. But it's going to uh, give... Um, free up a lot of more uh, human potential basically yeah because yeah i I get it Uh, the the thing is that um when what pops into my head as a question uh is um we've seen uh, what smartphones have done to us uh so it has taken a lot of things that we uh, usually did uh, away from us um don't you feel that it would make you uh, not it, it would make you a little bit not dumber but it will it will take so much out of your hands that you're uh, essentially not focusing anymore on uh, stuff that you previously did yeah so it may make you more dependent yeah uh, that's, yeah, uh, yeah that's what you mean yeah i think you know the 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 smartphone gave us a lot of goods yeah but also you know there is of of course something like addiction yeah and uh i don't see it happening 
that much, you know, conversational interfaces. It's yeah. really uh, more functional, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you, you, I don't think there are people that are gonna talk for hours to Alexa, for example. <laughs> no. Ma- maybe in a, in the future they they will, but you know, it's a smartphone. It's uh, it's always a distraction. So yeah. it's it's always saying it's always. Uh, sending you something it's always calling for your attention it's basically uh, nothing different than the old media where you go to your mailbox and there is a or there is a folder for 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 a company yeah you open your tv you watch a movie t- for 10 minutes and you watch 10 minutes of ads yeah so it's all also how uh marketeers and companies will use these devices and these interfaces to communicate with their customers yeah. And if if that's not regulated well, you can very well be you know uh, at the same stage as uh, as you know uh, websites and uh, and apps now uh, is you know they do something either with your data or keep spamming you with uh, uh, marketing campaigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they can you know uh, combine it in a good way, you know, use the conversational interface to to enhance their uh, brand awareness uh, and, and and communicate with their customers, like one of our customers, Interpolis, has does. Yeah, uh, done. They used, for example, Facebook Messenger with um, um, helping uh, uh, their customers better their lifestyle. Okay, uh, get better sleep or something they call digital detox be more independent of your uh, smartphone okay and they use this uh, the, the channel this uh, it's a, it's a marketing campaign mm-hmm. but it also helps you know gives uh, the, the the their their customers something they they can use mm. mainly to better their lifestyle yeah. so maybe the, the 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 way we communicate the com- the campaigning the marketing will change mm. instead of you know uh, displaying banners uh, showing ads maybe the, the the future of marketing and 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 campaigning is uh, providing customers with something usable yeah and yeah. that uh, creates a brand awareness yeah. so that can also be like have a positive future if look at it like that mm. if if there those for example i know that alexa uh, or amazon doesn't really allow you to you know to do these kind of marketing because there are no push notifications in the sense that you can push uh, to everyone uh, yeah. some campaigning uh, but you know and facebook mess- messenger doesn't allow that as well especially uh, the all uh, the thing that la- uh, happened with uh, cambridge analytica yeah so they're really uh, cur- uh, cautious about that as well yeah but yeah we can see very much see new concepts and uh, new ways of uh, uh, communicating the message uh, uh, from brands there are a lot of companies that are doing the kind of the same thing uh they're also creating interfaces where you can make chatbots um how do you look at uh, other companies that are kind of big scale like amazon uh, also going into that space and uh what what would uh why would someone pick your uh, product over for example uh, an amazon lax or uh whatever uh, other uh, company that's making the chatbot technology or, or the uh, interfaces to make a conversational uh, unite. Yeah, yeah. so uh, there are, of, of course, the, the, they, uh, Google and Amazon have their channels. It's Alexa and the Google Assistant, uh, Google Home. And, and in order to, you know, uh, to get a start, uh, people who wanted to do something with this, they also need their own tooling, obviously. But they, uh, Google and Amazon, they also provide SDKs and APIs for third-party uh, developers. Uh, 
uh, like ourselves. So, and it's in in their best interest, of course. There there are a lot of good skills and good apps for Google Home being developed. Uh, so that's. I think, you know, uh, if you compare it with uh, apps, uh, we had uh, companies who did Android and iOS, and it's really hard to do because the, the, the mechanisms and, and the technology works differently. Yeah. And for, for voice, it's much easier. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just voice in and voice out. So it's much easier for companies like ours uh, to, to create for these uh, different platforms, and we don't necessarily compete with, uh, compete with uh, Google uh, or Amazon with, uh, because you know, we, we're, they're important to us because they're, they're, they're a channel. Yeah. And if, uh, I think we're important for them because uh, if they use tooling like ours and we make it easier for companies to use our tooling and deploy it on, our, on their platform, yeah. that will you know, uh, uh, create more value for them as well. Yeah, because you integrate with them, right? Because yeah. You create, uh, you create the uh, conversational interface within Flow.ai and then can push it to, for example, Google Assistant, but also uh, Alexa, right? Yeah, so and we, we believe more in conversational interfaces. Yeah, yeah. So for example, if you create something, you want to deploy it on Alexa, just Alexa, you can do that. Mm. But you can also use the tooling for Alexa for that. Mm. But if you say, okay, well, I have created an interaction, uh, but I want to use it uh, uh, everywhere because uh, channels change as well. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, if you create something, okay, I want to push this to Google Home. Yeah. And then, to, okay, uh, the WhatsApp APIs has become available. So what you, wa- what you want to do, you want to create that complete a chatbot or a conversational interface all over again. Mm. Uh, so, so what our platform is basically adding a new channel and we do we, we do all the work for you. So you just, you know, plug in WhatsApp and yeah. it automatically works on WhatsApp as well. Yeah, because the 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 kind of input and output is always the same, right? You're, yeah. you're inputting something in text or uh, voice and then the output will also be in text or voice. Yeah, right? so uh, Google Home will do it in Google Home voice Yeah. and Alexa will do it in, uh, in their voice and if you put it on your website, it will be a chat, yeah. but you can also use voice for your own ch- uh, website as well. Yeah. You can use voice for your app, but you can also use text for your app. And uh, and that's basically it. They they expect a sort of format that we communicate with, and and we expect some sort of format back. Mm. So we do the translation that works on our platform, and we do translation and and deploy to all the platforms so ah. they can understand it. So um, we touched a little bit about what you see as a, a future thing because of the personal assistant and uh, seeing that as an AI assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see uh, behind that after the the whole switch to that conversational interface? Because we're getting to, to starting to get to know the conversational interfaces, but uh, there is of course always a step uh, uh, after that. Uh, what do you think that uh, will bring us, and what what do you think will be the next step after that? I think, uh, you know, it's really hard to say, obviously, uh, but uh, as these uh, systems get better and better, you know, uh, understand uh, language, dialect, and different languages better, but also understand the context and maybe the emotion that uh, some people have in their voice uh, to, you know, act correctly uh, according what someone says, but also how they say it. Mm. Uh, So that's going to be more uh, the step of, you know... uh, uh, expanding on what has started yeah you know na- natural language processing uh, understanding is one thing 
but then you have things like context uh, okay. and 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 the way people say it, yeah. uh, and that's something you know. Conversational AI uh, goes hand in hand with AI and machine learning, mm. and all these technologies combined will lead to something that I don't know what it is, but it's more like okay, and understanding completely what what a person says or types, yeah. just by you know looking at the way they type it or the ways they say it, yeah. and depending on how they say it, you can uh, answer correctly. Yeah, so what what you're saying is also that um, the machines are getting smarter. They are starting to understand what we are saying or what we are inputting into yeah. them. Uh, but there's also something that they cannot or at least cannot do at the moment or uh, are starting to get to know that is also the... Uh, emotional intelligence right yeah, so uh, there is there is a whole emotional thing to how people say some stuff yeah um and uh i think that's also maybe a, a part that's going to change as well right so they're they're going to be more um the, the, it's going to play into your emotions more right so if i'm if i'm down and i say play a song yeah, uh, it will probably give me a song to kind of boost my feelings a little bit. Yeah, and it's, uh, of course we're we're coming in the main of uh, privacy and uh, yeah, stuff like that, <laughs> of course. But if you have, uh, if there is like consent, then yeah, obviously, you know, it's it's um, and it starts by just you know, uh, if you ha- if you say something, uh, uh, in your context, the same thing you say could be completely different than what I say. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, we talk with a company who was doing. Uh, uh, conversational interface for health uh, healthcare you know if you have patients and if john doesn't feel well Mm. it's much different than when uh, alice doesn't feel well because uh, john has a condition and if he doesn't feel well then you have to do something immediately yeah and that's that's coming to the data you know it's uh, that's it's tricky because it's privacy uh, uh, yeah but yeah it's privacy but there has to be consent you know with gdpr and uh, what we're doing in europe it's much more and making people aware that we we, we're doing something with your data do you want it so if people know how companies use their data yeah. for what purpose. Mm. I think a lot of people, you know, for, for some use cases will give their consent. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's going to have like, uh, yeah, for, for, for careful elderly people or, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Someone with a real condition that, that you can uh, base off how they are talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, maybe an AI assistant can t- k- take a, a look out for your kids, not not so set necessarily as a robot or something yeah. like that, but you can see what happens in your house and and see how your child is performing, for example. Okay. What the talents are, or yeah. maybe some your child has has a condition you don't know about, yeah. and and the machine can directly compare that to the other other cases and and come up with you know advice on how to parent, for example. Yeah. So the use cases can be, uh, and I think that the next phase is okay figuring out what the use great use cases are, because when we started out by chatbots, everybody was hey, I want to order, order a pizza, <laughs> yeah. or what is the weather like in uh, in Amsterdam? Yeah, so. Those are the, the the usual suspects if you look at, but we're already past that phase. We already know that you can have an AI where you can ask the weather for. Mm. It's not something that uh, that generates. Yeah, we've got that with Siri. And yeah, it's, and that's like nine years ago. Yeah, maybe yeah. ten years because that was the first. Yeah, yeah, nine years ago with the first Siri. Yeah. But now you know we're developing great use cases and machine learning. You know, purely data. We see a lot of how machines can learn from uh, past. Uh, 
past things Inputs, and yeah. uh, predict uh, some outcome. And we can see that with natural language processing and uh, conversational AI as well. Mm. So w- once we see that the, the, the killer apps uh, uh, that will inspire other companies uh, uh, that uh, to take it, that concept to the next level. Yeah. And then it will professionalize and we'll get to the, you know, where the apps are, are right now. And then you'll probably see some something uh, like, you know, Snapchat couldn't have existed if there was was no uh, iPhone or or a smartphone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, yeah. and and because it evolved to something professional and the technology got better, then new concepts and new startups and new companies uh, arrived. Yeah. And I see that same happening for conversational interfaces and voice especially. Yeah. Because now if you if you look at the the most common voice app, apps are more like broadcasting, uh, play me some nature sounds or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, can be useful, but nothing useful for companies right at the moment. Yeah. So they have to do something with it, but uh, they don't know what. But you know, the better, the, the sooner they get started with voice, yeah. the, the faster they can learn. And if it's professional uh, and everybody has a device like that at home, those companies who started out first will be, you know, the leaders. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what, what's your view on? Because there are a lot of talks going around the the presentation that Google did uh, with the with their uh, technology. Yeah. What are your thoughts about uh, if? Uh, for example, an AI assistant calls you uh, that they have to make known that they are an AI assistant. Do you think that's uh, that's necessary or is that something that you think would have to flow naturally, right? So do they have to identify as a robot to, um, to make those calls and stuff like that? Yeah, we we saw the same with um, with bots in customer service, for example. Yeah, a lot of uh, there were some ideas. Okay, let's make it as uh, you know um, incognito as possible. Don't say this is a bot, but uh, pretend it's human. Mm. Uh, and another vision was to know that there, it has to be clear that this is a bot, and then uh, if a human takes over, we'll make sure that. The customer knows it's human. Yeah. So it's it's it depends more on uh, what the the companies want uh, mm-hmm. and how you develop these conversational uh, AI assistants. Uh, but I don't think there is like a a, a rule for that. Yeah. So the, the, you don't think there needs to be some kind of regulation or whatever regarding that. Yeah. I, I I think it's uh, regulations and 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 and, and, and laws log. Uh, Laws follow the technology. Yeah. Something needs to happen before they become uh, they get regulated. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know what what can go wrong. Yeah. But maybe some chatbot or a conversational assistant will do something that's not yeah, correct. Yeah, makes an appointment right? at some shady <laughs> company and it yeah. goes wrong. I don't know. Maybe that that can lead to some regulations. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> it's it's hard to say, and I, I get that because it's it's still very very early in the process of uh because what what google did i mean uh we can talk about it all day long but uh, it's it's crazy right i mean it's crazy that uh, some kind of technology can also um react the way a human would as well like uh, giving like small things like mm hmm yeah, uh, yeah yeah it's yeah. it's it's uh, something that a human would do and it it's almost scary in that sense that uh that they can do that but also um 
Yeah, it's I hear I hear a lot of people talking about it, and a lot of people are saying, okay, we need to regulate this because of this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, but really, we're we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, there. absolutely, uh, absolutely. I mean, the, the technology is there; they have made it, but they haven't even brought it out yet. It's uh, the Google Assistant is as far as they go. At the yeah, moment, right? and of course, they Google have a lot of data. So if you look at Google Assistant, they can provide you if you ask for the, who's the president of uh, the United States. Uh, That's yeah. Eight periods ago, it can answer purely on Google search results. Yeah, and what they did with Duplex, you know, uh, making appointments uh, with the address or or uh, book a table at at a restaurant, mm. it's really a contained uh, domain of course mm. and if you look at it like that it's you know there are certain ways a conversation can go yeah uh, and, and it's all about you know uh, analyzing how people do bookings uh, and what can go wrong how people can uh, ask a question and you know train the ai assistant to to reply to certain uh, inputs like uh, like the duplex did you know the, the most important or not the, the most uh, um, impressive part I thought it was you know there was this person with a heavy di- dialect yeah uh, and yeah. It, it could understand that so in terms of you know um, doing something with that voice input and understanding what the person says that was really impressive yeah it's for me. impressive yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh, just to to wrap up because uh, what I always try to do is give uh, uh, people some advice and also uh, some advice from your side um uh, when you were uh, starting Flow.ai, um, what would you say that the the biggest thing is that you have learned uh, from that process, from starting up uh, and also creating this kind of product? Uh, what what would you say that the, one of the biggest things was? I think you know if you look at uh, the, the whole lean startup, mm. uh, I think that really works. Uh, when we started out, we had an idea for 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 a company. Uh, and for a product, so what we first did was, you know, create a website where we created some screenshots and described what the product should do with a input field set subscribe now mm. or join the watch list or waiting list. And we saw in in a couple of months uh, at 700. And we were contacted by Sony, uh, Vodafone. We didn't even have like a company. Yeah. legally <laughs> and, and and definitely not a product yeah so that gave us an idea okay that's definitely something with what we sketched out here what we describe here it there will is, work uh, yeah there, there is there is a market for that yeah. there's interest in that yeah. you know and then it's the 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 the, the, the trick is on to go fast learn fast you know to to, to iterate really fast mm. and, and constantly validate sometimes you have like a idea okay these are my customers uh, and and this is my business, and then you see after six months there is no business, or there uh, you thought these were my customers, but uh, you find out that customers uh, uh, are more more different than you thought. Yeah. So that it really uh, you know uh, helps you uh, to to pivot fast mm. uh, and and go you know what the what kind of directions the market takes you. Yeah. And if you like a vision. And you can say, okay, I'm going to stick to this uh, and I'm going to pursue this. Mm. This will work. But you have to think about, you know, is that the best way uh, to start a business? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that's that's basically what we have learned is, you know, uh, uh, fail, uh, develop fast, fail fast, or break fast and develop fast. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. These kind of uh, terms every, uh, probably everybody heard about. And, you know, uh, 
as you go, things get harder and you have to really make some uh, sacrifices and you really have to make uh, some adjustments yeah. and you should be willing willing to do that yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's a competitive market and uh, and you really have to ser- search for what your superpowers are yeah exactly. don't do everything uh, that everybody else does uh, but uh, slightly different yeah. but really figure out what what can you do ma- to make a difference and you know to, to really display your your qualities and your superpowers so you can you know uh, um be better than the other ones yeah yeah so it's it's like uh i heard the guy kawasaki th- yeah. say one time get to the next curb right so it's yeah. getting to the next uh, uh phase of, of what you're doing right and not just iterating on what you what already uh, is yeah, existing. yeah 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 exactly so so what will be the everybody just doing that but but what will be the next step exactly and yeah. and you know the, the 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 thing also is you see a lot of custom uh, companies uh being too early yeah and that's something you also and it takes uh, sometimes you you innovate but the innovation is you know it's uh, you're too far too, <laughs> you can go too, too far yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. The, 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 it's you're like three years ahead yeah and yeah. sometimes it's all about uh, timing yeah the clients maybe are not even yeah in that, it's all about uh, timing it's timing is really important if you have a like startup you know team yeah. is imp- important of course but timing is also important if you're too early then uh, nobody's going to get what you're doing. Yeah. And if you're too late, uh, everybody's already doing what you do. <laughs> yeah, so. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I would like to thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for being here. And also uh, to the listeners, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, you can uh, find Bits versus Bytes on bitsvsbytes.com and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. That's it for now. Thank you. 